Welcome into A to Z Sports powered by TennesseeTickets.com. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports and you like our Facebook page at A to Z Sports Nashville. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make everything happen for our show, for our business, uh, and for you guys. TennesseeTickets.com is where to go. May 9th is when the NFL schedule is coming out at the latest, and you'll be able uh, to also uh, get your Titan single-game tickets at TennesseeTickets.com. Also, uh, RentersWarehouse.com, the professional landlords in the Nashville area. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for because there are alternatives uh, to finding and to and to keeping, uh, to selling your house when you uh, move out. Uh, Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout of full-body electronic muscle stimulation, simulates five-plus hours in the weight room. The science is real. The results are real. Mandu.com, your first workout is free and hopefully opening up sooner rather than later. And the Tucker Agency, Nashville's independent insurance agency, giving you relief by saving you an average of 20% on your personal insurance. TuckerTN.com and Calvin and Subtle Hardwood taking CDC precautions to service all of your hardwood flooring needs. Uh, go to CalvinAndSubtle.com or call them at 615-448-6414. Zach finally got... Uh, IG Live to get going. It's still slow this morning. Something's still not right with IG Live because it took forever for you to be able to connect where it wasn't just me on the IG Live screen. So, regardless, the quintuple. Are you on my IT thoughts or do you want to? We can just hold this till after the show. Your, your IT thoughts? Yeah. What, what are your IT thoughts here? Well, you know, diagnosing many situations over a long period of time for this business, uh, you know, you, you start to see trends and you start to see things. I believe that it is – it's not an IG thing. I think that it is an internet thing on your end. So that's my opinion. Well, the the other – the quad stream that we're using outside of IG Live we're is going to be different browser, and that's the reason why. But look, hey, we won't get into the – we won't get browser. into the – What does the browser have anything to do with it? It's on my phone. It's on the Instagram app. So I, it's the IG thing. I, I understand. You can question my IT knowledge, but we usually – What do you – like how – you don't even know – like I added you, and it took you a full like minute and a half to be able to add to my screen. Look, you don't have to get upset, my man. It's look, it's not Austin, it's not singular Austin Stanley's fault. It's not it's my a, fault whatsoever. That's well, it's equipment. It, it's, it's okay. It, that's it's okay. It. Hey, take a deep breath. Zen. Be like be like Phil Jackson. Be don't take acid in the 70s, but <laughs> but be zen. Yeah, Phil Jackson just winning titles for the Knicks while on acid. That's a that's a story for another day to talk about that. But uh, Zach, I think most people would be surprised to see that Las Vegas odds do not have the Titans currently as a playoff team. Not necessarily a Super Bowl contender, but Las Vegas right now doesn't even have them as a playoff team. The Titans odds have actually gotten worse uh, to win the Super Bowl since the offseason began. They opened at the end of the season to a as a 30 to 1 favorite. 30 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl. Now, after the NFL draft, after free agency, sure, there's Judavian Clowney and other free agents still available, but the Titans have dropped from 30 to 1 to 35 to 1, and they are, Zach, eighth in the AFC. Eighth in the AFC. That's like barely making the top half. Uh, of the AFC. Well, that's not even the the biggest shocking thing is not the AFC. I, I know that that's the road they have to get to to get to the Super Bowl. But overall, they're 18th. They, I mean, more than half 
more than half of the NFL is picked has better Super Bowl odds than a team that went to the AFC Championship game. Now, they've seen this before, right? The Jacksonville Jaguars went to the AFC Championship game against the Patriots, and then they had a terrible season the following year, right? So it's not indicative of what you can do the following year, but that was kind of a flash-in-the-pan year for the Jags. The Titans have been consistent at 9-7. and seven. Now they've found a quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. Derrick Henry has come into your own. they found A.J. Brown, and defensively, They've been sound, and they've drafted a lot of defensive players, and I, I think overall they have gotten better. They have improved. So uh, the disrespect was always going to be there, Austin. I think you, me, and everybody watching knew that. But the amount of disrespect, I think, for me was eye-opening, being eighth in the AFC and some of the AFC teams above them of what their history shows. I don't know if it's market-biased. Or, or what, yeah. but 18th in the NFL, like or, or really? I mean, that I think was shocking to me. Now, you have the Colts with the brand-new quarterback in Phillip Rivers, right? You've got the Pittsburgh Steelers getting Ben Roethlisberger back. And the you Steelers know, are not even one of the AFC teams ahead of the Titans. You now have the Bucks, right? right. That Well, overall, the Steelers are higher than the Titans. I don't know what you're looking at, but they are. Um and overall, you have, but then you have the question marks of the Bills. Like, was the Bill or the Bills a flash in the pound? Good defense, Josh Allen, question marks. We, now they've got Stefan Diggs. I don't know how improved they are. The Las Vegas Raiders, Derek Carr really hasn't proved that he could do much of anything. The Rams had their problems, especially with the Seahawks and the 49ers emergence. So there's lots of questions of what this is. And I do feel like. The Titans have been very reliable and steady, and they're not getting any credit for that. Yeah, well, and that says, why are we surprised? The media has never respected the Titans. We've only been in the Super Bowl once. We don't have a history of being a Super Bowl organization. The media will always see it this way. See, here's where Matt is, is misguided because Matt, who watches the show all the time, and knows what he's talking about when it comes to football. This isn't a media thing. This is Las Vegas odds. These are odds makers about what they think about the Titans, where they are as not even a playoff team right now in the AFC in a year where the playoffs got expanded by one team. So there are seven playoff teams from each conference, and the Titans can't even make that cut when it comes to AFC. I could care less about where the Titans are when it comes to overall NFL teams because I think the NFC is a lot deeper uh, than the AFC right now. The AFC is Chiefs, Ravens, and then the odds show a significant drop-off where the NFC's got teams like the Saints, the Niners, the Bucks, uh, the Packers, the Rams, a lot of teams, that, the Eagles, who have a lot higher odds and have, have won a lot of games over the last three or four years that are up high, the Vikings as well, where the Titans were one of the final four teams in the, in the NFL last year and there, you, you had to like actually scroll down the article I found to find where they were on the odds. So I was surprised that they were that low in the AFC. So let's talk through this a little bit because I think the question is, where should the Titans be ranked in the AFC? If they have them eighth, where is their actual place? Because, look, let's face it, the Ravens and the Chiefs should absolutely be above the Tennessee Titans. But you've got question marks that I will bring up 
here in a second with the New England Patriots and who's leading their offense. The Buffalo Bills, as I've referenced. The Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the Colts, right? Who you don't really know what the Colts are going to be. Now, on paper, they look good, but that's not indicative of usually how a season actually turns out. Then on the other hand, I think here's, here's something that you can't ignore. A lot of times in the NFL, you have teams that have really good years and they regress quite a bit the following year. Do that, be that to roster changes, be that to scheduling, you know, I'll, be that to start. They could get off to a good start one year and kind of ride that momentum. And then the next year they start one and four or one and three. And so the question that we're asking you is where should the Titans be ranked in the AFC power rankings? And I think Austin, you and I are going to try to find that perfect slot. I don't think we're going to be far off. Like, right. I mean, we, we have some knowledge of where the Titans, who the Titans are compared to the AFC teams. I don't think we're biased. We cover the team. I, I, you may be a 1% fan, but you're not a 99% fan. Well, I, I think that so, the fact is that we, we are critical when we need to be critical and uh, complimentary whenever that is due as well. And so we are objective. I think we are fair when it comes to talking and covering the Tennessee Titans and what the expectations are and really where they're being disrespected right here. So let's ask this question. Where should the Titans be in the AFC power rankings? Because right now they're eighth, ninth uh, when it comes to the current Las Vegas odds. And we'll go through all the teams that are ahead of the Titans who have better odds to win the Super Bowl this upcoming season. But where do you think the Titans should land in the AFC? Before we get all of your answers and our answers, Zach, tell the people about Tucker Agency and how they can help. Yeah, they absolutely can. Here, during these tough times during coronavirus, I know we're we're starting to get into phase one of the three phases, but it still doesn't mean that you know you got bukus of income and money coming in. So strategically, here in Middle Tennessee, we've teamed up with the Tucker Agency to do one thing. That is to help you as the listener, as the follow, uh, follower, as the consumer. We care about you. So call the Tucker Agency or go on to TuckerTN.com, contact them to maybe reorganize your insurance, whether it's your home insurance, your auto insurance, valuables, if you have renter's insurance, the overall umbrella of all of your insurance. You have to have insurance, right? That's it's required to drive a car to own a home. You're going to have that. So maybe restructuring with the Tucker agency could save you some money, two to $300 per month. That's going to help out in the months of May, June, July, August, and so on, the average customer at Tucker Agency saves an average of 20%. Like, it's smart. You would be stupid not to give them a call, at least have them look at your insurance to see what they can do. They provide extremely good coverage, right? TuckerTN.com, that's why they're presenting sponsor with us. They trust us, we trust them, and you should trust them as well. That's TuckerTN.com. All right, A to Z Sports, uh, powered by Tennessee Tickets. Don't forget to subscribe to our A to Z Sports podcast feed. Uh, there is a new Tighten Up podcast out this morning. Uh, and then Buck Rising 615 Sessions podcast, where Zach and I uh, gave Buck some relationship advice that I would suggest you go listen. Plus, Michael Kist does a great job of breaking down the Titans draft. Uh, 615 Sessions and A to Z Sports, wherever you get your podcast. The question we're asking now, about to get a bunch your answers where should the titans be ranked in afc power rankings because vegas has them deep down in the afc uh louis says my rank is second in the afc titans for life says 
Uh, Colts have a 38-year-old quarterback that looked really old last season. Texas Sports says the Titans should be fourth or fifth. Stanley McMurray says fourth after the Chiefs and Ravens. There might be one dark horse team, but the Titans should be no no lower than fourth. Music City Bet says the Vegas oddmakers would rather the Raiders not make the playoffs. I think that's true because, look, Vegas wants teams to – to win the money, right? And the the Raider the Raiders have better and higher odds than the Titans. The Raiders are currently at thirty to one. It would be better for Vegas if the Raiders uh, do not do anything. And, well, the, and Vegas that, this more. is a unique new situation when it comes to Vegas, right? They haven't had teams in the past. I know they've had the Las Vegas Knights for a couple of years, but the NFL is a whole other beast, right? It's a lot more. That's bigger money than the Las Vegas Knights. I don't know how the market or the bias is in that city. Look, I go to Vegas or try to, except for all these bad eaters screwed me out of that last week to go to the NFL draft, which I would have loved to do. But I try to go to Vegas every year. And when you go to Vegas, you bet on sports, you bet on games, you bet on teams. More people, I would think, would bet on the Las Vegas Raiders now, right? Because of some loyalty. I was in Vegas a few years ago when the Knights went to the Stanley Cup and when the playoffs I mean, you talk about every single dealer, blackjack dealer, was wearing a Las Vegas Golden Knights jersey. It was like odd. So there is some sort of bias that I do think that the Las Vegas is trying to get caught up to. That's a very unique situation heading into the first year of their NFL franchise. Right. So let's get to more comments. Uh, Tress's drink, by the way, on that one. I get, did you mention bats? I kind of zoned out for a second. Tress says fourth or fifth is fair, uh, in his opinion, for the Titans. Um, Shrike says Bills, Steelers, Colts, Ravens, Chiefs, Browns, and the Raiders all got better. The Pats are still the Pats. So he- here we go uh, about, about, uh, with my view on where the Titans should be. I think the Chiefs and Ravens are. Head and shoulders right now above the rest of the AFC. I think both teams got better this offseason. When you look at the Ravens draft, they got J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State, uh, a devil, uh, uh, like a, a really good uh, uh, linebacker, Patrick Queen, uh, Devin Duvernay, another speedy wide receiver to add to Lamar Jackson's uh, weapons. I think the Ravens are going to be a big time threat again. That offense, I think, is just going to continue to get better and better and add more wrinkles with Lamar Jackson. Go ahead. I want to ask you this about Lamar Jackson. I think Patrick Mahomes has proved MVP season, came back, had a stellar season, and what dislocated his kneecap in the middle of it. Everybody loses sight of that against Denver on that QB sneak. This guy did unbelievable, just unbelievable job and then winning the Super Bowl. Also, I'll ask you this. After the MVP year that Lamar Jackson had, do you feel that he's going to come back and be the same guy? Or do you think he'll be – I mean, it's hard to be even better with the season he had last year. Well, I think he'll build on it. I think Lamar Jackson is not – did not get enough credit uh, for his ability to – uh, to win mentally. I think obviously he has to improve as a passer. The Titans show the blueprint on how to beat Lamar Jackson, the Ravens offense in the playoffs by making him pass. 
and and really stuffing the run. Mark Ingram was not healthy. Uh, now they've got Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins, which is insane uh, in the backfield there too, along with the speed of Hollywood Brown and Duvernay, who's a track star uh, in Texas and all this. So I think Lamar Jackson will continue to get better and better and better. And I, and I do think maybe not this year, but over the next couple of years, you'll start to see less of him running the football on design run plays and more of him passing as that uh, part of his game continues to develop. I want to add one thing that I think goes unsaid. I don't want to take away from the Ravens season last year because it was outstanding. But if you do, not a lot of people look at their schedule, right? They played in the AFC North. You had Ben Roethlisberger less Steelers. What a really good defense. You had the Browns, who actually beat them early on in the season, but the Browns blew. They weren't very good, right? They had their own turmoil. And then you had the worst team in the league in the Bengals, right? So there's six games right there. They also started the season with the Dolphins, mind you, right? Right. They they played the Jets later in the year. These are wins, right? I mean, these, these are not difficult games. Now, they had a stretch where they played the Texans – the Rams and the 49ers, and then the Bills late in the year. That's a tough stretch. They got through that. But I don't think – I think the Bengals are going to get better with Burrow. I don't know how much. I think usually usually those terrible teams go from the worst team in the league to like a six a six win team. Yeah, right? I mean, they're still going to pick in the top ten next year, right? I mean, th- right? that's kind of the expectations for the Bengals. This is a full-out rebuild. The Browns have the players to be a lot better. Now, I don't know whether their team with Baker Mayfield, Landry, Odell Beckham, and the defense and our new head coach is going to put that together, but they have the recipe. At least they have the ingredients. I don't know if they'll be able to bake a good cake. And then the Steelers get back Ben Roethlisberger, who is a two-time Super Bowl champion. Right. So a couple, yeah. that's kind of why I'm I'm a little bit I – don't, I don't know what the over-under of the schedule, the win total is for the Ravens. I don't think they're going to win as many games as they won last year. Well, and that's a couple of comments. G-Man on base and Scott uh, are along the same lines. G-Man says more tape will reveal tendencies on Lamar Jackson, but he'll Very be true. about the same, which is pretty damn good. Uh, and now Scott's expecting uh, the consistency to regress. I don't necessarily know about that, but I, I think Lamar Jackson's still going to be good. I think the Ravens have the correct philosophy and mindset to make Lamar Jackson successful. They're not trying to make him something that he's not, which a lot of coaches have done in the past with quarterbacks who are super athletic like Lamar Jackson, where they try to fit him in a different pole, a different peg and round hole or whatever. But I think Lamar Jackson will take another step uh, forward uh, next season. So chiefs Ravens, right? Everybody agrees. Top two teams in the AFC. I think the con the, the conversation really starts now. Who is third, and do the Titans deserve to be third in the AFC? Vegas odds have them later on, but who's third, Zach? Who's third in your opinion? I honestly, I think it's between, well, I think it's a tough, I think it's AFC South teams. I I don't know why I discredit the Bills. I just, I don't feel like the Bills are there yet. Their playoff performance against the Texans, they had opportunity. Josh Allen couldn't get it done. Made some really boneheaded plays at the end of that game and cost his team a chance and opportunity to advance. Now, the benefit is Tom Brady's not in that division anymore, right? So you have to have that into play because they're going to get a leg up because TB12, they don't have to face him. 
And that's been the elephant in the room for the, the decade and a half, right? So the Bills are tough because I don't believe in the Bills, but I do believe in the Bills' division and their schedule. Kind of what I kind of bizarro of what we just talked about with the Ravens. And then you've got the two other AFC South teams facing off against the Titans, which are the Colts improved drastically because they got a better quarterback. And then the Texans, be it Bill O'Brien has gone a lot, a lot crazy, not a little crazy, a lot crazy because the ownership has allowed him to. He still has Deshaun Watson, who is a I mean, he is a playmaker. You can't deny that, right? Yeah, well, yeah. And, and the interesting thing that, about the Texans is, because I've seen somebody say uh, on Periscope, G-Man says that it's the Chiefs, is the Ravens, then it's the Texans. The Texans have tumbled down the Vegas Super Bowl odds. They were 30 to 1, which was the same as the Titans when they opened. The Texans are now 60 to 1. I mean, that is that is such a bad trend. That's probably they the worst. They guys, right? Yeah, I mean, they, they did. Lost- Clowney, they lost DeAndre Hopkins. They, they've lost. Well, Clowney, they lost before last season. So they went they went to the uh, divisional round and were up 24 nothing on the Chiefs uh, in that playoff game without Clowney the whole time. And so I think it's about the expected um, controversy within the organization of why the Texans are probably going to implode sooner rather than later because of Bill O'Brien's uh, sanity or insanity level. Uh, so, uh, who do you think is the third team? Here's where I struggle. Okay, I think it's between. I think the Bills have got to be third because of their schedule. I and I'm not. I can't. But this I is gotta, not necessarily about who's gonna who's gonna win the. It's not about who's gonna have the best no, record. It's, it's about who it's who has about the best yourself cha- in position. Right. right. I, I I get that, but like it, and, it's. And I think the Bills. They're just gonna be. Uh, they're gonna have the ability to win the division and get home field advantage. And Austin, this is something that the Bills have not done in a long, long time. We don't know what it's going to be like playing in Buffalo. Hell, we you may, they may be playing in January or February in Buffalo. That's an advantage for the Buffalo Bills. I look into that, and I, I just – I hate to do it. I don't necessarily believe it, but you got to go with the facts, right? It's science over belief. And the science is – They don't have Tom Brady. The Dolphins aren't very good. That's going to take them a couple of years. And the Jets have their own problems, right? And the Patriots, I don't know who the hell the quarterback is. So I take that into account. I think the big conversation that we are about to get into, Colts-Titans. Before the draft, I like the Titans better than Colts. I said that you like the Colts better than the Titans. My issue, I liked the Titans draft. I gave it a B, like good. I really liked the Colts draft. I thought the Colts did exactly what a good organization in which the Colts have been shaky for some time because of the pill-popping Jim Ursay kind of trying to maneuver pieces. They've righted the ship. They've, they've gone over and beyond the Andrew Luck saga that kind of derailed them, right? Mm-hmm. They've got back on track. They've fixed their offensive line problem, and they've added good players. Because of the draft, I hate to say it, I have to probably put the Colts slightly ahead of the Titans. When you think about DeForest Buckner, too, like the Colts did not have a first round draft pick, but we still love their draft. (laughs) You know, isn't that crazy? Uh, Because because the first round draft picks basically DeForest Buckner, then it turns into Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman in the second round, Julian Blackman 
uh, a pretty good player in the secondary uh, in the third round, Jacob Eason, who might be a long-term project for the Colts or who knows what's going to happen with Phillip Rivers after this one season. But Danny Penter is a pretty good guard out of Ball State late on day three. So I, I like the Colts draft as well. I think when you're talking about the, the race for third in the AFC, it's between the Colts or the Steelers. Now, I, I don't think the Steelers will be the third seed in the playoffs because they're probably going to be a wild card team uh, because the Ravens will win that division. But I think the Steelers will be a better football team overall because Ben Roethlisberger's back. And Titans for Life on Periscope says the Steelers defense really wasn't that good. I don't know what they were watching, but the Steelers defense was that good. At one point, the Steelers defense was outscoring the Steelers offense. And that's how bad the offense was. But yeah. the defense was, but, the, but the, the fact is the defense was scoring like touchdowns in almost every game. During a, during a month and a half stretch, the Steelers defense was scoring like five touchdowns. And that's crazy. And Mika Fitzpatrick, they're going to be, be even better now that they have a full year together. And Ben Roethlisberger will make that defense even better. Because the Titans defense was really good and forced to be good when Mariota was not. The Steelers defense was forced to be good all season long because Big Ben got hurt in week three and they lived up to it and got really close to making the playoffs. And that's a testament to the head coach. It's Mike Tomlin being a Super Bowl winning head coach, having experience, coaching for a good organization, having good players. You may hate the Steelers, which I completely understand, but they did a phenomenal job of what they were dealt last year, right? And they didn't make the playoffs, right? But they barely, they almost did. I do think that the Steelers come into play because of the Roethlisberger factor, but Lamar Jackson is a growing beast. That's going to be a good sure. – I can't wait for that matchup. That's yeah, and so I think, I think regardless of record, the Steelers probably have the third best chance of making it to the Super Bowl to represent the AFC. But because is I, the roster ready? This is why I believe a little bit more – and is the roster ready for the Steelers? Why? Yeah. yeah. Why not? Why wouldn't it be? It was ready before. The only thing that kept it from being in the playoffs last year was Big Ben being out on a random non-contact throwing in, throwing injury. Yeah, but I, I here's where I, I, I'm at with these three teams because you got to talk about the Colts, the Titans, the Texans are kind of over there, and the Steelers, right? Those are the teams that we're kind of weighing. I believe in the Colts overall as a team. But we had uh, Skinny Bearded Daddy on Instagram okay. mention Phillip Rivers playing quarterback for the Colts. Are they going to get the Phillip Rivers of three years ago when he went to the AFC Championship game and they were 13-3? and three? Or are they going to get 20 interception Phillip Rivers with not as strong of arm as we've seen in the past, right? That's a key factor to the Colts. The Titans... Look, I think there's question marks for Ryan Tannehill, but I think they've built the roster, the team, that they're going to be in every game, right? And then they're going to have opportunities against lesser opponents that get injured later in the year. They're probably going to beat those teams. Why? Because they're more physical. They have the best running back. They have a quarterback that's capable now. They have playmaking wide receivers, and they've got a staunch defense. The Steelers, you've brought up very good points about the Steelers. I can't sit here and argue about that. I've just got to kind of see it to believe it next year, right? Because I'm so far removed. I'm used to Duck Hodges and and uh, Kyle Rudolph and all that. I, I've got to get Big Ben back to what I'm used to Big Ben doing. I, I know I, he can do it. Yeah. 
I, I, I view it again. I view the Steelers and Colts pretty similarly in that the roster and the, the defense has really strong young pieces and can do a lot of things. They just need help from their quarterback because Jacoby Brissett is very limited and he himself was limited by sprained knee for a lot of last season too. And they still made it to seven and nine. And so Phillip Rivers, I think is, I think is at least a game and a half, two games better than Jacoby Brissett, even at his old age. Uh, but so I think, the Colts and the Steelers are comparable to me. I have the Steelers third, the Colts fourth, and Zach, I have the Titans fifth in the AFC. So the teams ahead of the Titans when it comes to Vegas odds that I don't believe the Titans should be behind are the Bills, the Patriots, the Chargers, and the Raiders. Somehow the Chargers are ahead of the Titans when it comes to Vegas odds, and the Raiders are, I get the why the Raiders, because of overall hype. And it's like the Raiders or the Browns of last year because of the hype machine of moving to Vegas, uh, having uh, some new sexy pieces there on the offense. But I just don't think the Raiders will be able to put it all together because Derek Carr is still, you know, do they really love him? Do they trust him or whatever? The Chargers make no sense to me on why they're ahead of the Titans because Terod Taylor or Justin Herbert, that's who they're going to roll with. They've lost their running back. they got Austin Eckler, but is he a full-time guy? He's got a good team. The Chargers? Yeah. Team. They, have a, they have a really good defense. Yes, absolutely. And But so do the Titans. I believe the Titans have a really good defense. Well, look, the Chargers also have Hunter Henry at tight end. I mean, he's one of the best tight ends in the game. Keenan Allen hasn't gone anywhere. Like, you can't forget about the pieces that if if Justin Herbert, I know that's a big if. But who's the quarterback? But, but, yeah, uh, right. That's and why it, they just drafted a top six guy, right? right? Is he, yeah, and is he going to be able to lead them to but, a? To fight he's not going to have to do as much. That's the point. Is and I'll give you another dark horse team. I've got a dark horse AFC team. Okay, that is very subtle, and I don't know how many people believe in them. And I know you've been a doubter for some time, but. Watch out for the Denver Broncos. I think Drew Locke, look, I think there's a reason why John Elway picked Drew Locke. I think he played he played eye-opening last year towards the end of the season. Didn't play unbelievable, but he was eye-opening of, wow, Drew Locke can play in this league. Now that defense has gotten better, they've drafted. They drafted wide receivers because they need to keep up with the Kansas City Chiefs. They've given him weapons. Denver is my dark horse team out of the AFC. Watch out for to make the playoffs to make the playoffs or to to threaten to just to be yeah to be there to to play spoiler for maybe a a team vying for a playoff spot late in the year, which yeah. happens every single year, and then maybe the the Broncos either oust them or backdoor their way into that slot. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I I had the Broncos draft class as one of my three favorite draft class in the entire NFL because they added Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler from Penn State. They got Drew Locke, his college tight end, and Albert O, which Albert O had his most productive years at Missouri with Drew Locke. So that's a really good fit. Uh, also to go along with Noah Fant, who was a first-round draft pick at tight end last year. And then they got Lloyd Cushenberry, the guard from LSU, uh, deep in the draft as well. So I, I like what the Broncos and John Elway did to just get a bunch of pure speed around Drew Locke because they got Melvin Gordon, too, back there to go along with Philip Lindsay. So I like the Broncos' offense a lot. Can the defense sustain and keep up? Really good defense last year, but they're kind of getting older. So where do you have the Titans? Because I already said I had the Titans fifth in the AFC. So 
Where do you have the Titans? Uh, I probably have them fourth. Look, you've got the Chiefs and the Ravens. Those are your two. And then it's between Steelers, Colts, and Titans after that. I think I would probably go, ah, man, that draft really kills me. Colts, Titans, Steelers. So I have Titans fourth. I have them one slot ahead of you. I've got to see to believe again for the Steelers. I, The best part about this is the Colts and the Titans are going to play twice. And the other best part for Titans fans is you don't have to worry about that stigma of Andrew Luck not being able to beat the Colts. I think that's in the rear view, right? Mike Vrabel squashed that. They're a rival, right? Everybody's a rival in, in your division. Mm-hmm. I think that they've proved to themselves with these different players, these different quarterbacks, that you can go into Indianapolis and beat them. They did it last year. They made big plays at key moments. That blocked field goal. That switched the entire game, and then the offense closed it out, right? They lost to him early on in the season, but Mariota couldn't throw a slant route to A.J. Brown on fourth and two. Yeah, just so- – that, Dustin, that's where I'm at. Dustin Benton on, on Facebook says, Zach, you said the Bills were third earlier in the so, show. Uh, you're right. So because of that <laughs> slot – no, no, no. Uh, thank you for holding me yeah. accountable, yeah. Dustin, because I forgot about the Bills. They kind of get lost in this. I don't love the Bills, but their schedule, I, I do. I do like the schedule, and you have to like the division. Some people are just fortunate for being in a weak division. I think the Ravens, as I talked about, benefited from that last year – combined with an outstanding quarterback and good play. So I will now knock the Titans down to, I guess, fifth. I'd have to go fifth because the Bills have to be above the Colts because they're going to probably host a playoff game. Well, because Damon says don't sleep on the Bills, adding Stephon Diggs and A.J. Epinesa uh, is huge. And look, A.J. Epinesa, that defense is already good. So he's just an extra body to play at a high level. He's a great defensive head coach. Yeah, and the, and the Bills, we saw what they did to the Titans offense in week five. That was the the last, uh, the second to last start score for Marcus touchdown. Martin. Do what? I said they couldn't score a touchdown. Who, the Titans? Yeah, when they needed to at the end of the day. Right, yeah, they couldn't get the, they couldn't get done. And that was what, one of the reasons why Marcus Mariota was on such, such a short leash at that point. So G-Man says, yes, extra team this year in the playoffs. So there are seven teams that make it the playoffs from each conference. So the Titans, I think it just shows how important winning the division is going to be this year because the Steelers are going to be strong. The AFC East is kind of wide open with no Tom Brady. Uh, so the Bills have an opportunity to win that division like you've talked about. Uh, so I think the Titans versus the Colts, that is where it's going to come down in the AFC South. Uh, Lisa says, I hate the Texans, but until the Titans win the AFC South, realistically, you cannot put uh, – uh, them above, or you you can always put the Texans above the Titans, and it kills her to say that. Uh, we did get a lot of help from Bob Bill O'Brien. Yeah, and you, and that's a very good comment because you cannot deny. You know, I'm not saying that that teams can't do something that they haven't done in a long time, but it's hard to dethrone you know divisional champs like the Colts. I mean, the Titans haven't won it since 2008, right? Like it's it's been the Texans for the last several years, and before that, Andrew Luck had a run that they were winning it with that one flash year where the Jags they went to the AFC Championship game. So that is the recipe, though. 
and I love this is my favorite statement by uh, two favorite statements by Mike Vrabel. Okay. First one is it's hundred percent that some that you're going to get hurt or injured playing football. Yep, yep, you're right. Right, you play football. You're going to have to miss time or play banged up. Tom Brady even tore his ACL. Everybody gets hurt. That's how it works. The other, My other favorite saying is he knew last year after they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, he sat there and told everybody, told the media, said, that's not how you make it to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You don't make it to the Super Bowl as a wild card team and have to go on the road three times to hostile environments, play the defending Super Bowl champions in the Patriots, play the MVP of the league that year in their house in Baltimore, and then play the defending MVP in Patrick Mahomes, who had already been to an AFC championship game the previous year at home, right? Well, so, yeah, they were they were being asked to beat every division champion in a row to get to the Super Bowl. That's just not going to happen, uh, realistically. And they got three out of four, and the last one was the one that they had to have the most, you know, to get there. All right, A to Z Sports here live uh, on a Wednesday. Still got throwing shade to come, and I'm throwing shade at a small portion of Titans fans, so don't go anywhere for that. But, Zach, uh, we've got the best and the worst brought to you by the Tucker Agency, TuckerTN.com, to save 20% on your personal insurance. But the best and worst of today is who had the best draft class in the NFL and who had the absolute worst draft class in the NFL. I've got my opinion. We'll get your opinions as well. So who do you think had the best and the worst draft class? But first, Zach, Calvin and Subtle for your hardwood floors. Yeah, if you need hardwood floors, there's only one place to go. That's calvinandsuttle.com, or you can give them a call. The process is very easy. You call 615-448-6414. You talk to a salesperson. They come out to your house. Now, during these unquestionable times of you got to be safe, you got to stay your distance, they are going to take these CDC precautions to make sure you are safe. They're going to wear masks and gloves. They're going to make sure you're safe. They're going to go and assess your house, though. They're going to say, what kind of hardwood floors? What's the space? Is it your kitchen? Is it your living room? What is it your bedroom? Whatever. Is it your whole house? They can do that. And then you can either go into their showroom or they can show you samples. You decide on your perfect hardwood floor, and they have from luxury that are a little bit more expensive to cost-effective hardwood flooring. This, the process is so simple. Within a week, they can get this thing ordered, and within two weeks, they can get it installed. That's how simple it is. For a custom job, it may take three to four weeks, but it's worth it because it is custom to you. That's calvinandsuttle.com or 615-448-6414. It is eSports here live on a Wednesday asking you guys who is who had the best NFL draft class. We'll get to the Worst draft class here in a second, uh, but want to read you some of your comments before we get into our opinions. Don't forget to subscribe to our A to Z Sports podcast feed. A new Tighten Up podcast episode out this morning. A new Big Orange podcast episode out tomorrow morning with a lot of Vols recruiting updates that they've been on fire over the last few days with big name recruits. So King Fields on on uh, Periscope says the Vikings had a great draft class. The Vikings had two first-round draft picks, and they got Justin Jefferson from LSU, turned it back in, uh, or they, they turned it back uh, to go get Jeff Gladney out of TCU. Then Ezra Cleveland uh, in the second round, who had some first-round discussion about him. And then Cam Dantzler, the corner out of Mississippi State, who, if he ran a 4-5-something 40, would have been drafted a lot higher 
than the third round, but Cam Dantzler is a good player. And then DJ Wanham and James Lynch in the fourth round, good defensive linemen out of big-name programs. I, I got to agree. The Vikings had a really, really strong draft class from King Fields there. Yeah, they did. That That's not my best. I have I have two to three, and I, I mentioned them last week, but I kind of took a longer look at them. To go, I think one of the hardest things to do, and we've talked about this because the Titans did it, Something very hard to do is going from worst to like eight and eight, nine and seven. What's really hard to do is go from nine and seven to 13 and three, right? Correct. The Miami Dolphins, though, I think are well on their way to going from the worst team or one of the worst teams in the league to a playoff contending team. I loved their draft. They didn't do what we talked about them possibly doing before the draft, and that is selling their picks off to Cincinnati to get one player. They got Tua because the draft, I think they benefited off of the coronavirus, honestly, and people not trading at the top of the draft because it was unorthodox. They got a tackle to protect him. Then they went out. They got the the Auburn corner who that guy can play. As the 30th overall pick, yeah, yeah, Igbenogany. He's been unbelievable. I think he's going to be really, really good. Then they started addressing the offensive and defensive line. They've got safeties. They got more defensive linemen. They got edge rushers. They even got a long snapper to, to make <laughs> sure that they don't, they fundamentally are sound, right? Because they haven't been over the last couple of years. And then they got uh, Malcolm Perry out of Navy, which was their 246th pick. Yeah. Actually, I like that pick. I, we saw him play in the Army Navy game. Yeah, Clarksville uh, kid. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I like theirs, and I also like the Cowboys draft because they – and they didn't have as many picks, but they needed help with Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, and Amari, uh, Amari Cooper. They got that in C.D. Lamb, and then they completely shifted and said, I need to go uh, – Jerry was like, I need to go get defense. Cornerback, defensive tackle, cornerback, address some of the offensive line problems with a center from Wisconsin who's a hog molly. I liked the Cowboys draft. Cowboys and Miami Dolphins were my two best drafts of of all of the teams. Yeah, so I mentioned I had three uh, favorites, you know, outside of the Titans or anything in the entire NFL. I've already mentioned the Broncos. The Broncos were my third. Second was the Cowboys for me because you talk about CeeDee Lamb, Trayvon Diggs, Neville Gallimore. That's three guys they drafted rounds one, two, and three respectively. And Neville Gallimore and Trayvon Diggs also had first round discussion. Like Neville Gallimore is a because he plays defensive tackle and is a big nose guard who's not like a Jeffrey Simmons type prospect. That guy dropped just because of his positional value, you know. But Neville Gallimore is a really good player. So you got three first round names in your top three picks. Then they had Travis Fredericks retire a former Wisconsin center. Then they just draft the most latest Wisconsin center, like you brought up, and 179 overall. Bradley Anai, edge player out of Utah. What a steal in the fifth round. Just because he ran a slow 40-yard dash, Bradley Anai drops from probably a nice third-round top 100 guy to a bottom 100, like 179 overall pick. I, I think, and then... Ben DiNucci, who's the quarterback out of James Madison, who a lot of people really like the potential for Ben DiNucci to round out that draft class. The Cowboys were my second. Number one overall for me is just the the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, 
the rich get richer, richer, the, the speedier get faster. Patrick Queen is a beast of a, of a linebacker. J.K. Dobbins is just gives you nightmares. Uh, Justin Matabuki in the third round, the big guy at AM, really good player at the front of that defense. Devin Duvernay, speed wide receiver. Malik Harrison, big time linebacker out of Ohio State. And I just, I like it because they addressed and they made themselves so much better in the top three rounds that you can't hate on what, like, I got to love what the Ravens did. They had four third round draft picks, and I think they made them all count. Yeah, and I think the Ravens did a very good job. It's tough to see that because you feel like they're just going to get even better than they already were last year, and they're the best team in the AFC. I, I do think, and I, I got to, and I know you're going to say this is biased, but I love the first three picks of the Bucks. You talk about Rich getting richer. They got lucky as hell to get Tom Brady and Gronk, right? So they yeah. got it. That that's rich. They already had a rich offense. They went out, they got a tackle to protect him in trading up to make sure they got Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa, who was picked. I mean, he was up and down the first round board, right? Some said he yeah. was the best tackle, and then he got picked one of the last tackles to go. Antoine Winfield Jr. may be my new favorite player. That guy is unbelievably talented. He's skilled. He's smart. He has great genes with his dad. And then the third guy locally, they needed a running back. And Keyshawn Vaughn is a sneaky, sneaky addition. I think that he can give you exactly what you need between the tackles. I think he can get first downs. He can bowl you over. He's a very unique back that subtly in the SEC at Vanderbilt made a lot of waves to be drafted 76th overall. I love Keyshawn Vaughn. Those three picks, the Bucs. I Way and, to go. Fire and, them cannon. And, Zach, uh, I'll add another because I, I I agree with you. I love the top three picks for the Bucs. I, I thought it was weird that they traded up one spot to go get Wurfs and gave up probably too much to do that. But I think getting Tyler Johnson in the fifth round, who's the wide receiver from Minnesota, was a, was a great grab too. Like They got oh, Antoine Winfield Jr. and Tyler Johnson were the two Minnesota players that helped win so many games for P.J. Fleck. They were the key guys rowing Whoa. that boat. That's what it is. Is and I I love those four picks. And who knows what Khalil Davis, uh, Chappelle, uh, Chappelle Russell, or Raymond Ka uh, Calais is going to be in the late rounds. Who knows? But the Bucks' top four picks were great. They just didn't make my cut of my top three. But I loved what they did uh, on the first couple of days for sure. All right, so let's go to worst. I, I think it's going to be easy. Everybody's going to say the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers was head scratching. I have another team that I would like to discuss. Okay. I think the Packers are obvious. You don't pick a skilled receiver or position player offensively in the first round besides a quarterback. And Aaron Rodgers needs help. You just went to the NFC Championship game. You draft another running back. You already have two running backs. What are you doing? I thought the most interesting draft or team that drafted, the Carolina Panthers. Matt Rule and what he did. He went in and he simplified everything. For a guy who's really never been a part of the NFL mm -hmm. as a new head coach, you know what he did? He had one first-round pick, two seconds, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth, and a seventh. He drafted all defense. He didn't draft a single offensive player. Yeah, He spent all of his money offensively, 
during free agency. And he, I, I heard and on Chris McCaffrey <laughs> and on Chris McCaffrey, right? Offensively and yeah. Teddy Bridgewater. And I think this was his philosophy and it's interesting. It kind of reminded me of like a chip Kelly move that may benefit. Like, I don't know how it's going to work out. It's a real wild card, but I saw an interview with him. He was very open and honest. He said, when I got hired, we sat down and we said with the general manager, he said, how do you want to go about this? Well, we're, our defense is horrific. I think they were giving up like 29 points a game. Just awful. They were going to build in the draft defensively, and they were going to put a lot of more money in offensively. And I think here's the philosophy. Matt Rule believes in himself, and to go into a brand-new game, essentially, right, with the NFL and being uh, coaching professionals, he says, I'm confident in my offensive skills because he's an offensive-minded coach. Give me veteran players that we can score points and let somebody else build the defense and kind of have them build it from the ground up. Right. I'm curious to see how this philosophy is going to work because they lost Luke Keekley, Hall of Fame linebacker, right? Mm -hmm. There's no question about that. They no longer have Cam Newton, and they no longer have Greg Olson. This is a completely different team. But what they did is they paid their guy, Christian McCaffrey, He's the franchise. He's the focal point. Well, and Teddy Bridgewater also makes things safer on the offense. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if Teddy Bridgewater is the long term guy. No, he's just he makes things. He makes things safer. I mean, he's a safe pick. You're not spending a ton of money on him, so that that works out. I think when you look at the overall NFL draft, there were two draft picks made across all teams that people were just like, "What? Like that is kind of strange." The first one is Jordan Love to the Packers. That's obvious. Every that's been the talk of the draft, and I think everybody. Once you, it would have been okay if they drafted Jordan Love in the first round, and then they loaded up on like two or three receivers, uh, and then like a, a tight end or something. Like that would make sense because okay, you you love Jordan Love. So you go get the guy that you absolutely fall in love with, but then you still help out the now with Aaron Rodgers. I I, I thought. The craziest stat I've seen in a long time was that the, the fact that Aaron Rodgers in all of his years has only thrown one touchdown pass to a first-round pick in his entire career. One touchdown pass to a first-round pick in his entire career, and that was to Mercedes Lewis this past season when Mercedes Lewis was like a first-round draft pick in 2005. And I, I think that's insane that the Packers have not put as much investment around a Hall of Fame talent like Aaron Rodgers. The second confusing pick or head-scratching pick is the Eagles taking Jalen Hurts in the second round because they just paid Carson Wentz like $33 million a year. and then They, they don't believe in him. At, but no, I, I, they don't believe they can stay healthy. That's not believing in him. <laughs> Ask Marcus Mario. But, but if you like, and I've and right, but the Titans didn't draft the quarterback in the second round with Marcus Mario. They traded a fourth round pick for Ryan Tannehill. Right. They they made they got their security blanket and Jalen Hurts. But that was but that was before. the skill set of Carson Wentz. Right. They're very similar players. They use their legs. They they're not just this stand up pocket quarterback that's six six. They are athletic, and that is the type of quarterback that Doug Peterson wants. So I wasn't surprised at that. I actually don't even think that that was that bad. You need a safety net because the Eagles do believe they have the team to compete and vie for another Super Bowl because they've done it before. This is not your you know, 90s or to really 2000s Eagles teams that kind of fall short. They have the, the horses. They just need 
the main stallion to not be in the stable. They need him to run free. And if you can't, if you don't have the confidence of him running free, you got to go get a new horse. And they did in Jalen Hurts. I just think a lot of people in Philadelphia who cover the Eagles, Philly fans, are just like, they just don't know what to think about. Yeah, but those people are, are terrible. Those guys, they're the worst. They overreact to everything. And I will call it, I can't stand Philly fans. They're miserable to me. They they sit there and they just squawk just to squawk. They're like Boston and New York fans, they do the same thing. I get that they're passionate, but they have no substance in why they are yelling. Well, it, but it's, it's, it's why do you give a guy, why do you give a quarterback $33 million a year and then go draft a, a quarterback in the second round? Because you don't they, believe in your first quarterback to stay healthy. But you already just paid him $33 million a year. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I, I Well, you want and hope that that's the guy. Well, but, but like the Titans, so, if but, they didn't get to Ryan Tannehill, they'd be up, let's just face it, they'd be up shit's Creek last Yeah, but Zach, year. they didn't invest. They invested the 135th pick in Ryan Tannehill, not the 53rd pick. And, Jay, and, and wasn't that a unique move? That was an opportunity that is not allotted to a lot of people, right? The well, Ryan Tannehill was a unique situation that paid off for John Robinson. You don't see that a lot. You don't go trade and get guys to lead you to the AFC Championship the next year. Now, we'll find out what Ryan Tannehill truly is over the next couple of years, but you got to pay to play. And Doug Peterson doesn't want to have Josh McCown running around with a hurt hammy to try to win a playoff game when you've re- when you've avoided the Dallas Cowboys late in the year of getting knocking them out of the playoffs, that's your opportunity. I think this is a smart pick. And if it doesn't, I don't know what the contract of Carson Wentz is. Maybe it's, but I, no, I know it's a lot. But what's their out? Is there an out? And is that the reason why they drafted Jalen Hurts? I'd have to go back yeah, and I'm- look at the the spot track of it, but. I think that's important to understand why. That's why Philly fans drive me nuts because all they do is yell at the top of their lungs, shove their mouths with Philly cheesesteaks, and not really have a sense of what's going on. They just don't like it. So Carson Wentz's contract, um, he counts $18 million on the cap this year. Next year, in 2021, $34 million against the cap. And then they have a potential out before the 2022 season. There you go. But that potential out is 20, over $24 million in dead cap. Right, but so Jalen Hurts is still on a rookie deal. It's a hard, well, uh, for that's two what years. Philly fans don't know. <laughs> like, but that's still, that's a lot of dead money over three years that you're having to spend on, on Carson Wentz if this happens. I know, and but you hope Carson Wentz works out, and then... Ultimately, I think any court, any team that drafts a quarterback that high maybe gets some playing time, but you hope that he turns into Jimmy Garoppolo, right? But that you I can think, trade him out of the conference for a second round pick. But there's that a reason, sounds- like there's a reason why the, the Jordan Love pick and the Jalen Hurd pick Hurts uh, pick are they two like head scratching conversation starters for the draft this year? It's because they're on teams who think they're ready to go win something. And they had a lot of high draft capital on that. Like the Packers also traded up to go get Jordan Love. Like they gave up other capital to go get Jordan Love. And then a 53rd overall pick on Jalen Hurts, where those two guys, like Jalen Hurts is probably going to play more 
for the Eagles than Jordan Love is going to play for the Packers unless injury happens. Like, because they'll use Jalen Hurts in a couple gimmicky ways as they've done with Nick Foles and Philly Special. Oh my God, I'm just going to. Doesn't it make sense? Haven't I kind of? I've talked some sense into somebody. I don't know who. I like Jalen Hurts. So th- there's a. It's a, and you 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 have you've been on record of that. So that was not a – I never questioned the pick. Was it a little high? It's yeah. Weird, but it's a weird – it's the fact that it's a – it's because of the situation of the Eagles is why I think it's a confusing pick. Well, what we learned about the NFL draft is some teams fall in love with guys. And if you like a guy, you pick him. Especially if you're an offensive-minded head coach and it's a quarterback. Look at the two teams we're talking about. Matt LaFleur, offensive-minded head coach, quarterback. Doug Peterson, offensive-minded head coach, quarterback. They they want that their guy, right? And, look, Peterson's got job security. LaFleur, I know NFC Championship game, but he's going to have to follow that up with consecutive years. The Packers, they don't play. They got to make the playoffs. They have a quarterback. I, the Jalen Hurts thing just didn't surprise me. I thought it was a good pick. A little high, but if you love a guy, it's justified. All right, it is eSports. Uh, we've got uh, – we're actually over – we've got a little bit more time on IG Live because of the goofy start. Uh, we got two minutes left on IG Live. So throw in shade. Let's get this going now. Uh, get your shade ready. Ja'Cory uh, on Facebook says, who are these bums? So maybe yeah, I've got hey, them. Hey, Ja'Cory, hey, everybody, what, what's on the back of your neck? You're a bum. Are you kidding me? Come on. We now we can showcase all of these these bums uh, comments like Jacory Parks. What are you talking about? Understand the show. I'll, I'll, I I'm not even call you a bum right out of the gate until you called us bums. We're knowledgeable individuals that have been talking about sports for what seven years. So we're glad that you've joined, but get to know us for seven first. years. We've been talking professionally for seven years. A lot of people have been talking for as long as they live about sports, but we've been doing it like, on a platform. Like Ja'Cory, right? Ja'Cory right there. But look, don't just come in here guns a-blazing or you're going to get shot down. That's just how it works. So come in here with some good questions or some good information. But don't – who are these bums? You're the bum, Ja'Cory. <laughs> All right, A to Z Sports. Let's get to Shade. Where are you throwing your shade this week? I've got a, a shade towards a small portion of Titans fans. But first, let me tell you about RentersWarehouse.com. Hey, Corey, if you need help uh, with any of your – It's uh, pro- Ja Corey. Ja Corey, that's Don't right. Don't disrespect the man. That's right. All right, Ja'Cory, if you need help uh, help saving some money, RentersWarehouse.com can help make you some money. Uh, if you need to move out of your home and there are alternatives to selling your home, RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. Uh, that's where you should check out. They can help you in so many different ways during these trying times. If you own Airbnbs, they can temporarily rent out your Airbnb uh, for a few months while you're not having travelers and tourists come through. So renterswarehouse.com is where to go. It is these sports. Make sure you check our podcast page, Ja'Cory. You may learn some stuff. We got great information. Uh, I do want to feature Shane Morris. I did a little bit. Uh, we're all talking about sports that currently don't exist. Correct. But we're all in this together, as they say on Disney. And Shane, you're oh, in gosh. this with us uh, just like everybody else. We're trying to do our best. We're trying to talk about Look, we hope that sports do return sooner rather than later, so why not talk about them a little bit? Uh, throwing shade is our next is our next segment. It's one of my favorite segments. I'm throwing shade a little bit of myself, right? 
I am going to throw shade, but let's read some comments. Make sure you get your shade in there as well, and we will read your comments. Look, you got to have shade. What What is the shade that you are throwing? Tom's throwing shade at me as well. Tom says he's throwing shade at Zach. If he hears another time about people eating bats, I'm going to lose my man mind. We get it, man. Stop. So, Tom, here's my philosophy behind the bat, the, the bat cave, the bat slang, whatever you want to call it. Here it is. The reason why I say that is because I want to get to the bottom of it. I would like, as America, I feel like we are deserve the rights of the World Health Organization, the WHO, to figure out where this strand came from so you can prevent it, right? You've got to find knowledge of the situation. The difficult part is China as a whole they're hard to infiltrate and find out information, right? Because of the communist country, the government, all of that stuff. So I say that to remind people, and maybe maybe I, look, I've got a voice, freedom of speech. I just want to get to the bottom of it. Let's find out, did it, find, did, did it originate from the Wuhan market? If so, let's put some regulations for people not to buy bats to eat anymore, right? Because it has affected, Tom, your life, my life, Austin's life, everybody's lives. All right, so there's our uh, bad explanation. All right, so Shrike uh, says shade on Zach for his anniversary take on the 615 sessions. One year is important for dating. Marriage supersedes it. So if you want to go, that. so if you want to go listen uh, uh, with Buck Rising 615 sessions podcast. Yesterday was Buck and his girlfriend's one year dating anniversary, and so uh, Zach and I. Uh, talked with Buck for about 15 plus minutes about that situation and what that means and the proper way to celebrate it. So this brings in the the first shade that I have to myself. So if you listen to that, I I Googled real quick, what do you get for a one-year anniversary? Well, I came up and the first thing that popped up was a custom 3D photo tower crystal keepsake with uh, the addition of an add-on lighted LED base. Well, I have shade on myself because when I clicked on that, the problem was it got into my cookies. And now <laughs> it's everywhere. Every oh, browser man. that I go to, I see this 3D photo keepsake because I was trying to be funny and now it's burned me. So uh, Buck, Buck just pops on Periscope and says, oh, good, just in time. Just in time for us talking about that. So go listen to that 615 Sessions podcast. Michael Kiss gives good conversation about – uh, the Titans draft class and the Eagles drafting Jalen Hurts. I listened to that this morning. That's probably why I thought about Jalen Hurts and the Eagles today on the show. Uh, and then our conversation uh, where Shrike brings up more. But I'll let you guys go listen to that conversation. So my shade uh, is this. So during the draft, I'm watching day three of the draft. I'm keeping up on Twitter and, and Instagram content and Facebook, all that stuff on Saturday. So the Titans trade away – uh, the Jarrell Casey pick from the Broncos in the seventh round for a 2021 six round pick. So I tweet this from A to Z Sports Titans get a six round pick from the Chiefs uh, in 2021. So now they traded Jarrell Casey for a 2021 six round draft pick. That's updating the trade and, and what's going on with the story. So Sean Cockrell responds to that tweet and says, See, I hate it when y'all do stuff like this. We all know that the move was made to clear up cap space and hopefully sound, sign Clowney 
everybody knew for the jump, once we got a seventh round pick for Casey, that that was it. No, you idiot. The tight, I just updated the trade. He says, I hate when y'all do stuff like this, do stuff like updating the information. And I'm not done with this. Now, total dip move on Twitter responds to Sean Cockrell and says, I love A to Z. I hate they've leaned towards get the click side of things, but hey, whatever it takes, right? Come on, guys. What the hell are you talking about? Come on, guys. I gave you the trade information and updated the compensation. You two fools are just too stupid to understand what happened in a timeline for Jarrell Casey trade. Yes, they trade away to dump over $30 million of salary for the next three years. Yes, they got a seventh-round draft pick back. And they got a six-round draft pick because they were able to trade that, so they got better value for the Jarrell Casey trade. My God, Sean and total dip move. Don't be a total dip move. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty funny. And so you know, everybody everybody has their opinions, but you know we're just. I hate when you guys do stuff like this. What do you mean, update information, you idiots? We're literally the funny part about it is the base of our business. When we created this, look, there's no business like our business. Nobody does what we do, and we take pride in that. But one of the reasons why we do it is really not for the clicks. It's for your opinion. It's right. first of all for me, and I can't speak for you, Austin. The reason why I love doing what we do on this show and just in general is because I love hearing other people's opinion, even if it is throwing shade on us. I enjoy hearing it because I don't take offense to anything. Like, very rarely do I take – like, if you attack LeBron James and you're being an idiot, yes, I'll take offense to that. Or if you say something crazy. But overall, we literally do this for the people's opinions. It's not for clicks. Yeah, you, 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 uh, G-Man says you guys are above clickbait. My favorite, like, is when people throw out clickbait um, – when there is no click being made, like, like it's a tweet, it's a tweet of information. And that guy thought it was clickbait. Like how, how just, uh, never mind. I'm going to just shut myself down. That was my shade this week. Good shade. So uh, <laughs> let's bring up Dom shade. Dom says shame on Jamil Hill. She went in on a guy from Marshall for his tattoos. I think she was, uh, reacting with that one reaching. Uh, I, or, or reaching for that one. Uh, I would agree with that. Uh, Jamil Hill usually does that. I didn't see exactly what she was reaching for. Was the Marshall, was that the kicker? It that was the, the, yeah, the kicker from Marshall who's got some, uh, some controversial tattoos. I'll yeah, say so what, I actually do know about that. Yeah. I, so I don't know if I agree or disagree. I, so here's the story. I think this is on the Marshall kicker. I don't even think this is on Jamil Hill. I don't think I'd ever think that I would defend Jamil Hill on this. Good Lord. I've had Jamil Hill muted on Twitter for probably She's four the years. worst. She is the worst. But what happened was the Marshall kicker had has a bunch of tattoos. And he got a three percenter tattoo, which is basically, if you do some research, which I actually looked it up, it's anti-government, right? And it's he thought it was for like pro-America, but it's actually... It's pro-America, but anti-government, so there was some confusion. I throw shade on the Marshall kicker for not knowing what the hell you're putting on your body. That's idiotic. Like, I know a lot of people have a lot of tattoos that maybe mean less. I believe if you should ink your body, it should mean something, right? Yes. This guy didn't know what the hell, so now he said he's going to get it removed. Ah. Shrike says, Jamel Hill reaches more than Buck does when he sees a glass of tequila. <laughs> Yeah, so I think it was, and Godspeed, 925. I think it was the kid being ignorant. Yeah. 
I just, I, I think he doesn't know what he's tattooing on his body, which is a problem. I got a problem with that. Now, Jamil Hill reaches. Like, she, uh, I talk about reach. She's Kevin Durant reach. Like, that's 6'6 six, six, or 7'6 six reach. That's yes. how much reach she's got. All right, Zach, what is your shade today? So, my shade, I think, again, it kind of stems back for the coronavirus because this is what we're living in. But my shade is on how we all look. Like, I need a freaking haircut. Like, right? I've grown this mustache. I actually kind of like the mustache. I've grown accustomed to the mustache. I kind of forgot it's there. And a lot of people have forgotten it's even there, right? That's when the mustache has won. When you are not taken back by the mustache. But my hair is ridiculous. Grays are starting to come in because I'm Uh 32 years old and I've had a lot of stress in my life. I look awful. Like, I don't. It's not that I don't feel confident. I'm confident in general. But going out, I look like a freak. Like, I, I, I need a haircut. And I'm, like, I'm on the verge of, like, my, half my haircut person's dying DMer. I'm thinking about getting a haircut. Like, uh, Let me know. Because uh, mine's, mine is worse. Uh, because my last. Going crazy, Harry. My last haircut was the Monday after the Super Bowl, the day after the Super Bowl, which is was everybody feeling like this? Yes. Right. February 3rd, February 3rd is my last haircut. I am behind when it gets to March, uh, May 3rd. I usually get a haircut every four weeks. So I'm at least three haircuts behind. I haven't had a haircut in almost three full months. And that's big. That's big time. Now, trust brings up his wife, cut his, I think that the wife or significant other, you can get her. Like I've, I've had somebody clean the back of my neck. Clean yeah. the back of your neck is different than a haircut. Oh, I, and somebody said, uh, somebody said I should get the mullet going. Who was that? Uh, G Man says I should get a mullet going. It's getting close. Like it, it really is. Like it's starting to get curly uh, down here where it might. But mine is like over the ears is where I just need a big time trim. I can kind of like put it all in its place with some Tame the Beast product uh, and keep it out of my face if I need to, but it's awful. It's all awful. right. Ethan, Ethan gets the love of the show before we get out of here. Let me go ahead and boom, because he constantly throws shade on me, but this is pretty funny. Ethan says, my hair is thicker than Zach's ego. I need to trim bad. <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. Way to go, Ethan. You backdoored the love of the show. And and uh, Mr. Good Mr. Goodbar says, bald head and bearded for the win. Quarantine hasn't changed my grooming at all. Oh, man. It's it's really bad. Landon says, hit it with a buzz. At, at what point, because this is the answer, this is the question, at what point, how much further can you go uh, before you just say, screw it and shave it off? Well, that, see, that's tough because the – if you look at the phases, all we can talk about is Nashville. Like, I feel like if you're in New York, you're really screwed. But yeah. in Nashville, there's three phases. And this is – but all of the, like, haircutting places are, like, not until phase three. <laughs> That's bad. It's I like need, you have to go, like, black market haircut. Like, you have we're to go – We're not even in phase one yet. We don't yeah, even you know have phase to, one's going like, to work. Getting a haircut's like trying to get into a speakeasy back in uh, Prohibition. Like that—that's how it truly feels. Like I've seen somebody post on Facebook. It was our, our buddy Landon. He posted on Facebook of a clean haircut. And he was like, "I truly felt like I was just doing a drug deal to get this haircut." 
because it's that secretive. It's like you're not supposed to do it, but everybody wants it right now. Yeah. So, well, hopefully, I don't know. I'll get you. Well, you guys will know if I get a haircut because you just see my ass every day. Same with Austin. Yes. But that's that's one thing. It's starting to wear on me a little bit. And it's tough because, you know, what did cavemen do? You just like to grow it out. You know, that's you why they all really, have long hair. That's that's right. You know, you can't do anything about it unless you, you know, get a sharp rock, just start cutting. And, and it's gonna feel so good after the first haircut. It's gonna, it's gonna be like, like amazing. Just the I think feel. That's what I'm gonna start working on this week is who can I get to cut my hair? Like they don't have to have. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I gotta figure this out. That's and, and is it harder to cut well when it's this grown out? That's something too. I have no idea. It's a good question. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for watching our uh, quintuple broadcast here on the show, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch TV, and IG live. Thanks for watching guys. We'll see you uh, tomorrow morning on a Titans Thursday uh, podcast, tighten up podcast out today. Buck rising commented on the show that his six one five sessions podcast uh, with Zach, myself and Michael Kist is out today. And then he on tomorrow episode of the 615 sessions will have Isaiah Wilson and current Arkansas head coach, Sam Pittman, who is Isaiah Wilson's uh, O-line coach at Georgia during his career. So great gets there for Buck. Also the big orange podcast for a bunch of recruiting updates for the Vols coming out tomorrow morning as well. So make sure you're subscribing, rating, reviewing to our podcast feed, A to Z sports and the 615 sessions, uh, cause you're going to get a ton of content there. So we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for watching. See you later. Adios.